On this episode of the podcast, I'm joined once again by Spud and Neelers as we discuss the worst world champions in wrestling history. Not only that, we're joined by two special guests, Johnny Luke and Deeds. Have fun and enjoy the show. So welcome to the podcast. We have a couple of recurring guests with us today. We have Neelers. How's it going? Going very, very well. I'm sure you're a happy man after today's football. Very happy. That meant my uh, pride and joy, Arsenal. I've got the semi-final, another trip to Wembley. Brought them. Obviously not for me because no fans are allowed. <laughs> and we also have Spud. Spud, the streak is alive. Yeah, I'm always here. I'm always here. <laughs> and we're joined by a couple of a couple of guests today. Um, some of our fervent fan base first of all we have johnny luke how are you johnny i'm good mate how are you i'm very very good quite excited to have you on the podcast so i'm excited uh, to be here and we also have your partner in crime i believe from green island a green island football <laughs> hall of fame legend michael phillips also known as deeds thanks very much Pate. i'll take that nice to be here nice to join us today good i'm looking forward to this one so what we'll do is I've got a little list made of a couple of people which I don't feel that were ever quite good enough to be world champion. I could see this one bit a bit funny, a bit comical. So I'm going to name whoever I think was a poor world champion and then I'm going to ask maybe two of you to give me your thoughts on that and then I'll move on to the next person. And then at the very end, I'll give each of you a platform to say whatever you want and we'll take a vote as to who was the worst world champion in wrestling history. So, without further ado, let's go to a man who's around seven feet tall, a veteran of the Punjabi prison match, the Great Kali. Let's start with you, Deeds. Talk to me about the Great Kali and where where you think he ranks in terms of the world champions and being a worst world champion or a bad world champion. I'd say he was a bad world champion just for the fact he could not speak and he could not wrestle, basically, and move. But... I wouldn't put him up as the absolute worst because he was quite believable. Like, he was huge. Did he win in the Battle Royale or something? Yeah, or, he did. He did, yeah. So, I always think, like, when you watch a Battle Royale and a Royal Rumble, in real life, like, you always expect a big one, big massive one to win it. And, like, I think he's probably one of the only ones who has been, like, seven feet to ever win. Like, the odd Royal Rumble or Battle Royale. So, it was quite believable. Like, he actually won it through that. So uh, he's up there, like, but it would it wouldn't be the absolute worst, I think, of all time. Yeah, in terms of believability, a hundred and ten percent. That's that's always something I sort of look for whenever I see the champions. Like, can I buy into this? And yeah. when he debuts and he walks out at seven feet tall, you do have that like sort of shock, like wow factor. And he absolutely had that. Um, as you I- as you said, he couldn't speak. And after really his world title run, he never even held a single title ever again, which maybe sort of the boys backstage or the powers that be maybe seen that was that his only title was that his only belt they won I believe so yes I could be wrong <laughs> on that but I think um, I think I'm right um, like I remember when he made his debut against uh, the other, was it The Undertaker he sort of came out or something at like uh, The Undertaker's had a match and he came out and he was huge yeah. like, he tore over The Undertaker and he's Taker's a big lad yeah he is so he tore over him like yeah absolutely Neil have you any thoughts on the great Kelly? Yeah, he's dreadful. <laughs> moving on, moving swiftly on from that 
from that analysis. Um, no, I know PG's covered all the points already. And he is big and like, obviously strong and stuff, and he's believable, but he couldn't, he couldn't even walk. Like, how are you meant to take him seriously when he can barely walk? Do you remember that time at Access and they were doing the photo shoots and, uh, with fans and the great colleague couldn't even stand up? He was on a seat. I do, but I more remember seeing him swimming in the ocean in Miami, and then when he got up, when he when he got up and tried to walk up the beach, it was it was almost painful to watch. Stop <laughs> yeah, stalking and that, him. <laughs> yeah, and, that, and that's a man that's main evented pay per views. Yeah. No. Like, no, like, no. Sorry, I was just going to say, sure. Even in SummerSlam 2008, they had him feud with Triple H for the WWE title just to, to boost pay per view buys in India. Ridiculous. That's the only reason why he was made champion. Yeah, and it's not the last. And he was a weak champion as well because he, I think he only defended the title like once against Batista, SummerSlam 07, and he won because he got himself deliberately disqualified. And then the following pay-per-view, he lost it to Batista in a triple threat with Rey Mysterio. Yeah. But I do remember they had a Punjabi prison match, which was pretty cool at the time. No mm. mercy, which Batista run and won, and Batista did like a big jump from one side of it or one part of the cage to another, which was pretty cool, but I wouldn't exactly say Great Cully's reign is particularly memorable. Yeah, I think... I just remember, he had the worst finisher. Remember, the, remember he just had the big chop in the head? I think that was it. <laughs> like, for a guy to eat food, just to chop your head, and yeah. like, win, you're like, that's awful. I, <laughs> I mean, I, I remember him from, like, the Longest Yard film, <laughs> uh, and, like, he, he was built up to be this monster, and then he came in the wrestling, and as you guys said, like he couldn't move, and he he couldn't speak, and it's just like you built him up to be this amazing character, and it just totally it totally backfired. He, he's definitely up there. Like. Yeah, hundred and ten percent. Moving on to someone else who I'm not a huge fan of, as you can tell, I've made my list of people I'm not a huge fan of as, as champion. Spud Dolph Ziggler. Ziggler, Ziggler. I knew it was going to be Ziggler. Uh, <laughs> yes, we were talking about him in a previous podcast. I don't think he belongs like the face of the company or world champion or whatever. When he got it, it was like basically the mid-tier belt because there was a there was no brand split, so nobody cared about the world championship, so they gave it to Ziggler, Del Rio, whoever else. I don't care. And weak champion, I can't take him seriously. I Every time I see him, I just groan. I, I either groan or fast forward. He's had like, what is it, Neil that showed us the picture? He's had like the th- third most matches ever or something. Yeah. Neil. Uh, yeah, I believe so. I find that on Instagram. It said that he was yeah third in the, in the, the rankings for for most wrestling matches in WWE history. Yeah, which is a lot. Like after Kane and Big Show, I think it was. Yeah, and they're all rubbish they're all the same and <laughs> just not a fan he definitely shouldn't have been world champion he's intercontinental tops agree spot agree spot yeah, yeah. um deeds is in agreement with you john a luke what do you what do you think Dolph ziggler i mean spot i know you've put a lot of hate in ziggler and i listened to that in one of the other podcasts and <laughs> I, I know where you're coming from like i i am actually a big Dolph fan i i think he's I think he's great. I think he's a great character and a, and a great in-ring performer. But I do tend to agree. I think they had to push him at some point, you know, and give him a, a, a reign. I wouldn't put him up there as the worst or even maybe in the top five worst, but 
I do get where you're coming from, and I do I probably tend to agree that he's probably an intercontinental, you know, a good holder there. Like, yeah. So we've sort of got about three in agreement with he probably shouldn't have been a world champion. Neil, what what's your thoughts on Mister Ziggler? I think he should have been given a title reign, which he was, but it didn't work out the way most people would have wanted it to work out for him. I can see why a lot of people would say he's intercontinental at best. I do get that argument, but I do think he was worthy enough to have at least one half-decent reign, even for a few months, but obviously it didn't work out for a variety of reasons. But Ziggler, for someone that's been in the company that long, you know, and had that many matches, I think it would be a tremendous shame had he not even had one reign. So at least he has kept that box. But I do get what Spud means as well. You know, back then, the World Heavyweight title didn't really... It didn't mean anywhere near as much as what it did when it was first brought in the WWE, so it had lacked a bit of credibility. Yeah, I mean, the big one, I know Ziggler went on SmackDown for like an episode, but the big one people talk about with Ziggler was the post-WrestleMania Raw, which is a great moment for Raw, but at the same time you're coming off an Alberto Del Rio-Jack Swagger match that was in the middle of the card of WrestleMania, so it wasn't as if they were really trying to hit the heights with that world title. But sticking with both those people I named, Deeds will come to you first of all, Alberto Del Rio. I, d- I didn't mind Alberto Del Rio, to be quite honest with you. I quite liked his, the look of him, and I never thought he was too bad in the ring. I, definitely Alberto will be no, no upper for anywhere near my worst worst world champions. I, I was a fan of Del Rio, to be quite honest with you. don't know what you all think. Um, I, I, I liked him I thought he was different I just didn't feel he was the main event carrying the show type um, I get what Spud mentioned earlier there was a couple of guys that were carrying the world title when it was sort of in the middle of the card type thing or maybe the upper mid card and I felt yeah. like he was fine there but whenever I think world champion I think main event clo- like show closer and I think that's where I felt he was lacking a bit but I agree with you he was good in the ring his debut was excellent he was very different when he came in Johnny Luke Alberto Del Rio? Uh, no, no, no from me. Um, I just, I didn't like him. I didn't, I didn't find anything about him that drew me to his matches. Um, I mean, he wasn't a bad performer and he did have the mic skills to a point, but there was just nothing charismatic for me to take away from it. So just personally, no, he just wasn't good for me. No, I'm not a fan. <laughs> And his WrestleMania 29 world title match, he defended successfully against Jack Swagger. So, Spud, Jack Swagger, what, what would you have him on your list? I mean, he's just in the same vein as the last two that we've talked about. He's just that middle of the road, should never have been top, top guys, and had a bad run with it as well. But no, definitely, definitely should never have been world champion. Again, these are all like upper mid car guys have them in triple threats for the intercontinental the u.s whatever just not a fan but they're all in the same kind of bracket for me yeah the last three you know yeah. neil jack swagger do you agree with what spud's saying yeah uh, i think i think he did have the potential had he kept on that money in the bank briefcase for a long time but the fact that he tried to cast in first night after WrestleMania on Raw, but then it failed. He tried to cash in on John Cena, and it didn't work. And then the next night, he cashed in on SmackDown on Jericho. I think had the not pulled the trigger so fast, he could have maybe got a bit more traction. They pulled the trigger far too quick 
and yeah, it, it backfired in the end. Like, but I, I think he had the tools, but it just didn't work out. Yeah, I would I would agree with that. Um, someone I want to bring up, one of the greatest characters in wrestling his, history, and he has two different title runs that I want to talk about. So I'll start with you first, Johnny. Vince McMahon, WWF champion, 1999. <laughs> it's just, it's just, oh, look at me. I'm Vince. I'll do whatever I want. Uh, no, I, it, you know, I like Vince. Vince is a great character. He's a, he's an amazing character and wrestler in terms of what he's done, but he's just not the champion. He's not the, he shouldn't be the champion. That's simple as that. <laughs> Even I, I actually watched a bit of a clip off it, and the crowd really popped. Actually, when Austin came out, Neil Triple H and Vince got the pin. It really seemed like one of those moments where the crowd <laughs> bought in, and then maybe the next show went, "Uh oh, what what's happened here?" <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, like at the end of the day, it's Vince McMahon. Everyone loves Vince because it's Vince. But I guess what you just what you said there, as soon as people realise, like, uh, this isn't going to ho- go horribly wrong. Yeah. And sticking with Vince McMahon, Neil, Vince McMahon, WWF champion, 1999. Any thoughts? Uh, I think it's more a case of back then. It was to get people to tune in. Oh, look, it's the Attitude Era. Anything can happen. It was sort of that mentality, but it's absolutely ridiculous when you look at it. Like It really is. And I mean, are you going to get on this ECW title reign in 2007? Well, that's next. So don't steal the thunder that I'm going to bring on to Spud and Deeds. So know your oh, know your role sorry. and focus on the 1999 WWF title <laughs> run, please. Uh, uh, sorry, yeah. Um, I just as Chip said there already. It's it's sort of like, oh look at me, I'm the owner of the company. I can do what I like, but it's absolutely ludicrous when you look back on it. But, yeah, it really is. Um, Deeds and Spud, I apologise for Neil Campbell and his spoilers, but I am coming <laughs> to you with the ECW title reign of Vince McMahon in 2007. Spud, you're up first. Give me some thoughts. Oh, thanks, man. I wouldn't even consider this like a world championship. The ECW <laughs> guy, the ECW championship. <laughs> Chavo was in the Rumble one year, and he was ECW champion. <laughs> like Nobody cares. It's not a top title. So I wouldn't consider it, but Vince did that just to rub fans' faces in it. It was quite funny because he had the do rag and all on. I didn't care at that point. I didn't like. Was it Bobby Lashley? Yeah, it was. was facing awful, awful time to be alive and a wrestling fan. So <laughs> no, I wouldn't have it. He's one of the worst ever, but I wouldn't even consider this to be a faculty. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, Deeds, any thoughts on what Spud has said or Vince's ECW title run? See the ECW title. Like I, I, I agree with Spud that like it wasn't relevant at all. It was probably like down there, like the, probably the worst belt. The tag belts are probably above it at that stage. But see if you ask me, see if see if you like own the company. I I can understand why he put the belt on himself. He probably thought I've put billions in this company. If he wants to wear the title for a week. I had no problem with it because if I was, I would 100% have held it for longer. And that's my take on that. I get to see fantasy book yourself at the WrestleMania main event. But it's true. He's, he's clearly just, I had it. Just probably thought, you know what? I'm just going to put the belt on. Maybe to make a point or a statement to the, to the superstars. Or maybe at the time to sort of give a good boot up your arse or something. I don't know. But yeah. it's not, I don't think it's the worst thing they've ever done. 
Yeah. He's done a lot worse. Oh, they definitely have done a lot worse. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, no. Speaking of, in my opinion, a lot worse, but a, a different company. Spud, Vince Russo, WCW. Yeah. Yeah, he was a useless big agent. He hadn't a clue. <laughs> and by that stage, um, I think it was like 2000 this happened, he got speared through a cage. Yeah. And that's how he won it. I th- to be fair, I think he never defended it. He just gave it up straight away. And the guy that he won it off, Booker T, I think, got it back like a week later. So it was pointless. Every part of it was pointless. And it was in the year 2000 when there was about 26 separate title reigns. Awful, awful, awful. Probably the worst. Yeah. It- Everybody says David Arquette, but it's not. It's this useless big agent. <laughs> <laughs> Neil, any thoughts on Finch Russo as a WCW champion? Well, it's WCW, so are you surprised they even peddled out that garbage? That's that's all I'm saying on it. Yeah, Rubbish. especially that late WCW, that that sort of 2000, 2001, when WCW really did just try everything and anything and just throw everything at the wall to see what sticks. This, to me, was think, another example sorry. of them trying to do that. Yeah, no, I, I get why Vince was champion, because at least he owned the company, Russo is just some boy backstage writing storylines. How the hell does he become champion? Yeah. <laughs> like, no, come on. Uh, yeah. Uh, that's just really beyond, it's beyond far-fetched. It's absurd. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to go to the Deeds and Johnny here with maybe somewhat of a controversial pick, but I put him in, put him in my list purely because of what happened right after he won it. Johnny, I'll start with you. Rob Van Damme, 2007. I mean, He's not in my list as work. I was as a fan, like I do like him. He was over with the crowd. No, I I I, I don't really have anything against Rob Rob Van Dam. I know there's stuff happened afterwards, but I guess he was a good champion. I don't know what Deeds thinks. Deeds any I, I had Rob Van Dam on my list for the pure fact that I loved really? him. I, I I loved him for the pure fact. I still love him in ECW when like no one else really watched it. I remember watching him. And he was just just flat about doing his moves, and I I really liked him. And then obviously when he came over to WWE, he was always intercontinental or European or whatever the titles were. And I thought it was actually a great angle to done with him for like he was one of the very few to actually cash in his money in the bank, like pre-book it if that makes sense. Like had the fight and had an ECW, but just how he lost it because of what he done. Like he couldn't hold it together and not take a bit of weed for like. Two weeks or something. Yeah. It was like two weeks after he won the belt. And that really annoyed me because I was always a fan. I'd always want them to get a, sh- a shot. And the way he won it and all that, the crowd went nuts and all thought was great. And I thought he could have went on and have a bit of a decent run. But, like, he just, for, for what happened, like, the next, was it like a week after something got caught or two weeks after? I think he'd won the fence and that was it. And then he never got a chance again. I just thought, like, no, he's up there from one of my worst, just the way he lost it. Just like he just couldn't hold it together yeah, for a few that, weeks. That, that's why I had him on my list. I thought it, the way he booked mm-hmm. it with Cena, having the ECW match and the ECW pay-per-view and stuff, I thought it was brilliant. The crowd popped. It was all great. And then right away, it was like, yeah. I just want to flush it down the toilet. And then, and because of that, because of the ending, because of it, what he'd done and stuff like that, just just silly, really. That's why he would make, but as well, he would make, he wouldn't be my worst. How long, how long was his reign again? 23 days, I think. Three weeks. He got three weeks. Was it even not? I don't even think it was as long as that. <laughs> he got caught. He got caught. I think like literally, I was on a Sunday night, and I think the Monday or Tuesday or something he got caught. So they had to do some sort of angle 
So I think he had like... You know what? See from listening to these now? Yeah, actually. <laughs> he made the list. <laughs> Was he ever he's TNA? He's probably just made the list. Yes. He's in TNA. He's in TNA now. Yeah, he was. Uh, he has t- he ever won the champion? Yes, he has did. Has he ever Spud? been the champion? I think he won it recently, yeah. about a year ago, two years ago, he was the TNA champion at one yeah. stage. There you go. Um, hey, that was good. I, I did actually didn't watch it, but I remember, <laughs> but I remember he turned heel and he was sitting in. Uh, I remember seeing a couple of promos and he was sitting in a jacuzzi with like three or four just women in bikinis, just cutting promos, smoking yeah. cigars, saying That's he was nice. great. Oh. RVD is one of those boys that even if you turned him heel, he would still get cheered by the fans because he's so over. I don't yeah. know. That sounds pretty terrible. <laughs> <laughs> smoking cigars. I know, cigars. but fans are never really going to boom. Oh, I think I boom. Well, it'd be different, at, especially at TNA at that time. There's probably about 100 people going to watch it, so a little bit different. But yeah, he apparently he said that I listened to him on an Austin podcast. He said he loved his heel run, and he said. They know the fans seem to like booing him for a while, but as soon as the show was over, they were all like cheering him and waiting for autographs and stuff. So whether you look at that and say it was good, bad, or indifferent, I don't know. But purely because of his stupidity after winning this title in 2007, he makes my list. But ultimately, he's That's not a bad, not, bad title reign, man. Yeah, that doesn't. You broke your own rule. <laughs> well, <laughs> um, well, who else have I got on the list? Let's go to Neil here for Jinder Mahal. Dear me. Again, where do you start? They've clearly done that to try and push pay-per-view buy rates over in the in the Middle East. And um, you know, you, you gotta sort of give them credit in the sense that they're trying to do something new, something a wee bit bolder. But I think it was more the fact that beforehand he was a jobber, and then he had that run years ago with sort of being like an apprentice to the great Kali. And he was all right. Then he ended up in 3MB, which was obviously very comedic. And like again, I always liked 3MB. Uh, but then he goes away, comes back totally like rebuilt, and he was huge. But how do you get pushed straight into the world title picture? I mean, I think that's a bit unrealistic. And then it was never going to really take off from there. So I think sort of he was champion for a good six months wasn't he yeah he beat randy orton yeah but just... then i think coming up to that survivor series match against brock lesnar they changed it and give the belt to aj styles yeah i think i don't think he's the worst champion ever but it just a problem well he'd maybe be up there you know just you, you got to give them a, a bit of credit for trying something different but i don't think it truly worked and then he was totally undermined he had a punjabi prison match with randy orton did he not and then the great Kali came out and helped them. And it was like, mate, if you can't even win by yourself, you need to rely on the great Kali, who may as well be coming out on a flipping Zimmer frame. That says it all, like. But to throw a little curveball at you, you said it wasn't really, you know, you, you, the believability factor, I guess, from Jinder Mahal going from a jobber, you know, coming in and getting a title shot and winning the title. JBL by done Drew. that. And Drew McIntyre's Drew done that. that. So just to throw a little curveball at you that way, I know you could argue McIntyre's been booked slightly better. But in terms of JBL, all JBL did was put a suit on, you know, get a haircut. And all of a sudden he's, you know, he's champion. Fair enough, he had a lengthy reign. And he put Cena over at Mania. And Cena puts a lot of credit in in JBL for elevating him just right to that point to take the belt. But so maybe I'm just throwing that back at you in terms of the believability factor. How come for, yeah, J- for, for Jinder I, Mahal, who's six foot five and built like a tank, it's not believable? Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I get that, but I think it's more the fact that when Drew came back, he came back to NXT 
and worked his way through that, was NXT champion, then came up to the main roster, was in a tag team with Dolph Ziggler, and then sort of, you know, went on his own and was in different feuds. So they built him up gradually, and then he became world champion, which he is now. But with Jinder Mahal, he sort of, like, just reappeared and then suddenly was in a championship match with Randy Orton. Where, do you know what I mean? At least even with JBL, there was a slow build as well. But literally, Jinder Mahal was like within a month was WWE champion. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree. Johnny, Johnny, like, go ahead. You want to speak on Jinder? I would agree. Like, I actually wanted him to work out. Like, I actually thought, you know, it could go well, but the booking was all wrong. And it just became really clear that he just didn't have what it took to carry the brand. And when, as you said, they're in like the Cali had to come back out and help him, stuff like that, totally on their mind, the whole thing. So for me, yes, he was pushed, came out of nowhere, but I still kind of wanted to work, didn't mind that, but it just it just wasn't going to work, it just wasn't working. Yeah, Jinder Mahal makes my list as a, as a bad not as a bad choice of a world champion. Not not top, by all means, not even close to maybe the top couple, but definitely on the list. Um, one for you, Deeds and Spud. David Arquette, Spud, you're up first. Yeah, I mean, people always say he's the worst. He said it as a joke. Vince Russo took it, ran with it. It was to help sell a film and a wrestling company. Not a great choice, but they did get like a wee bit of a boost for like two weeks before he lost it. And to be fair, David Arquette never really wanted to do it and give all his earnings to like draws his family, I think. So it's not all bad, but he's like second yeah. worst of all time behind Russo. <laughs> Deeds, in place? my opinion. He's he's my number one. <laughs> he is completely my number one. <laughs> the fact they gave it to uh, he wasn't even like an A list celebrity. He was completely like, what was he? Who did what did he do? The scream movie? He done he was like a doofy guy or something? Yeah. Like he wasn't and he was so small skinny. Like it wasn't even believable. Like it wasn't like you had a an actor come over and be some sort of way believable. I thought it was shocking, and it was just the flip. It was I was just WCW at that time. Like I, I used to watch quite a lot of WCW, like and it was just complete garbage. I see now looking back, it it probably it might not even probably be one of the worst decisions they ever done. Some of the decisions they were doing was just ridiculous. So, but Arquette for me is my number one yeah. worst whatever yeah. worst ever heavyweight champion. Yeah, I've, I've, one, I've one more in here that I want to ask before I open the floor to you for you guys to name whoever you want and I'm going to start with Neil on this one because he might be a little bit offended but The Miz makes my list as a, as a bad choice of world champion Ah, oh, clear off oh, Clear here we off, go. nothing he's in, my, he's in my list too, Neil He's in he's everybody's list <laughs> I'm, Do you know what? Like, oh, Okay, I, I understand Miz has a lot of detractors but I know he, for me, is nowhere near the worst champions ever. They undermined him with some of the booking. But his reign was actually, it was funny. Um, but he was always scheming and stuff to get out of matches and cheating to win and all. Um, Against Jerry I mean, Lawler. Well, again, but it's not his fault that he's booked to face Jerry Lawler. It's nobody's fault to be bad. It's not Jinder Mahal's fault. He was booked to get a world yeah. title run inside a month. But, but that was hell. You know what I, know. I mean, what I'm saying? I but. So give me but come on, give I, me more Miz. Miz. Give me more Miz, Neil. Get your teeth into this one. I remember at the time, like when Miz cashed in and won the title, I thought it was brilliant. But I was convinced that he was only going to hold it for a couple of months at best, and I thought there's no way that Miz will 
have the belt going into Mania. I never thought that would happen. I was mega surprised when they kept Cena away from him. And and then they had Miz come in and throw him out of the Royal Rumble and stuff. It. I think they should have taken the belt off him before WrestleMania 27 and then had Cena, you know, defend the title against somebody else at Mania and had Brock do Cena at that and cost him. It, Miz just sort of became a subplot within the whole Rock and Cena angle and then he sort of was forgotten about. And But during that whole uh, reign and the whole uh, angle with the Rock and Cena, the Miz cut a couple of unbelievable promos on the Rock and Cena. And I always remember he came off the great line, the old brothers, you're overhyped and you're overrated. And it was brilliant. But the Birkin really did hamper him. Um, I think he probably could have had another reign maybe around 2015, 2016, but it's never materialized since. But for me, no, I wouldn't have him as one of the worst world champs because, like, again... I know you said there about Jinder Mahal. The Miz was like had to build his way up. Like you know, he was US champion. He had money in the bank. He had won various tag titles and stuff. So he was built up slowly, and he was like the heat he was getting was unreal. Uh, but no, he's definitely not one of the worst world champs. I, I, I was surprised he held it for that long going into Mania. I was really surprised. I thought he'd have dropped it was. before that. Yes, I I a hundred percent agree with that. And I don't think he should have had it going into Mania. Uh, but it's just one of those things. He makes my list, but he wouldn't be one of the top ones, would be how I'd word it. But I put him in the same bracket as the Zigglers, as the, as the Del Rios, as the Swaggers. He's the mid the mid card, the upper mid card title holder, in my opinion. But I know the other guys here all had some thoughts on the Miz. So I'll go to Johnny Luke, you first. Give me some thoughts on the Miz. I mean. They put the Miz and Ziggler even in the same category. For me, it's just, it's just unspeakable. <laughs> um, I mean, the Miz, like, listen, the Miz is, is a safe, he's a safe bet. He's, he's a good worker in the ring and he is, he's very good in the mic. I have to give him that. Um, but he just, he just does, again, he just doesn't have what it takes to, to, to carry it out for a, any sort of length or time. And I just, I just couldn't get into him at all. So for me, he was just, it's just up there. It's just, no. He's more of a comedic character for me. Yeah. Yeah. Deeds, any thoughts on Miz? See I, see, I just never got into the Miz. I don't know whether it was just Neil ramming down our throats all the time about how awesome he was, and I just didn't get it. But I just I just wasn't a fan. I just didn't think he had that star power. Do you know what I mean? And fair play, he, he went headlined to WrestleMania, and he, he can turn around and say he beat Cena, but just didn't do it for me, especially holding that belt. You made a good point, Potty, saying you put him in there with the Del Rio, the Swaggers, the Zigglers and all. That's it. Probably them boys should all be like intercontinental. We're given the chance, but just never ever were able to push on. Which happens, it's just it's not not their not, not really their fault, it's just one of them things. Yeah. Yeah. Spud, Miz. Right. right so the cash in was fine it was shocking it had that wee girl looking all grumpy that was fine he was overshadowed in his mania main event by somebody that wasn't in the match he wasn't part of that build up apart from as a pawn and oh uh, whatever who cares terrible match as well ended by double count out and then got restarted but whatever 
he his his other big feud like if we're comparing it to people that we've already said so you've got the great Kali's useless whatever one of them was uh, Gender, right? Gender's got bad booking, but the Miz got, Miz got bad booking, but he's all right with the bad booking. Great Kali helped out Gender. Michael Cole was helping out <laughs> the Miz. <laughs> <laughs> so we need to kind of compare and contrast 100% one of the worst. We forgot about that. There's a reason, yes, there's a reason that he hasn't been champ since. And it has to even like a wee mini run when he was on the hot streak with the Intercontinental. That's where he belongs. Stay there. I like him. I don't even dislike the Miz, but that is an awful, awful title reign. Well, how did how did, how did the feud come with Jerry Lawler again? How did that start? That was his first defense, wasn't it? Yeah, it was he, in a ladder match or something. Yeah, it was Elimination Chamber. He fought Randy Orton at TLC at the end of that year. They had a rematch, and Miz won. And then he beat him again at the Royal Rumble. And then he fought Jerry Lawler at No Way Out. But it all came about with Jerry Lawler had never been given a title shot in his life or something like that. Ah, uh, right, right, right. And it's, it, was, I, like, I it was awful booking. Like, how can you expect your champion to be taken seriously going into a match with John Cena when he's shooting with Jerry Lawler? And like, I, 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 I will, yeah. yeah, I admit to you, like, I... So he's I a bad champion surprised. then? I, that's, that's, in your opinion... <laughs> but you're saying all the things that... So you sh- said he shouldn't have been a mania at all. But and he, he had bad booking the entire time. But yeah, he's not a bad champion. I, I'm saying he's not one of the worst ever. There's ones other that are worse than is. It wasn't a great reign at all, but it, it's nowhere near as bad as some of the other ones. At least Miz could hold his own on the mic and actually cut promos and stuff, where some of those other people you've mentioned before couldn't interact with a crowd in the slightest. And another thing Miz done, he took the spinner belt and turned the WWE logo upside down to make it an M. At least that's something else. I'm not saying <laughs> it was a great run. That's the it's clutch. Not, it, no, you're right. No, I, I, I completely think that's himself. I can say he was a great champion. He turned it upside down. <laughs> No, it wasn't a great reign, but at least Miz can interact with Listen, the He's not the worst because at the end of the day, he could walk and Kelly couldn't. You know, <laughs> that, at least he's better enough. Yeah, he's on the list. He's not the worst, but he's on the list. He's not the worst. He's, it's not a great reign, but he wouldn't be on my top five list. No way. Well, there's a couple I forgot, I've probably forgot to mention, or I've glossed over and thought they weren't great. So I'll start with you, Deeds. Anyone that you think that I've missed or you want to talk about that you thought wasn't a good champion, world champion? The one who I really didn't like as a world champion was Rey Mysterio. I never, ever bought into it, to be honest with you. Just never did. Like, he was just a cruiserweight. Literally, for reasons we all know why he was given the world title without his Senate. I just don't think. I never ever believed it. And they always try to make him out to be so good. Like they had him beat all the big ones. Remember we went through a stage like week by week on SmackDown beating like Mark Henry. Like the big show and Kane and all. Yeah. I just thought it was just terrible. It was just cheesy. It was just I just didn't like it at all. That's one of my hated champions is Ray Mysterio. He was definitely one there. That's a fair point. Someone I never really thought about to be honest. Um and I was looking at the at, at who's on my list and it's probably someone who should have because I would agree with you. Spud, anyone that I've missed? Anyone else? Sid. I don't know why Sid keeps getting away with all these chats. We don't mention him enough. He's useless. Yeah, you're right. Um, yeah. Who else? 
Sergeant Slaughter. Sergeant Slaughter. Yeah. <laughs> just because of that whole like feud and how it's basically the only championship reign that led to a national flag getting leg dropped by Hulk Hogan. <laughs> so I consider that to be a pretty bad champion. <laughs> and in ECW, Mikey Whipwreck. Remember that we each it? I do remember Mikey, Mikey Whipwreck. Yes. Yeah, so just bad champion. And <laughs> Sandman, because he can't walk, but for different reasons from Cali. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny Luke. No way. Anyone else? Sa- Sandman was great. Over, oh. he's over the crowd. <laughs> he was that that entrance was good, and then he get oh. then he get into the ring. <laughs> <laughs> he gets away. He gets away for his entrance alone, and the singing the song yeah. is great. Great music. Uh, Johnny, anyone else um, there? Yeah, I guess one that I was kind of thinking of was was for me, and I just never bought into them. I didn't like him, and I just didn't like his reign. It was Sheamus. Now, I may like have to use your memory here. In WrestleMania, when he beat Daniel Bryan, was that the retain it or was that the win it? Win it. It was the, was the win it, wasn't it? Yeah. That yeah. was like one minute. He just came in, just gave him that, was it, was the kick, the big, uh, kick he does. And that was that. And I was like, oh, I hate this. I hated absolutely everything about it. He just came in and it sucked. Um, I couldn't buy into his character. In fairness, he's a good wrestler. I'll give him that. But no. Just, just not for me. Just hit his whole, the whole gimmick. That's interesting. Someone I definitely didn't think of, Johnny. I, I actually quite like Sheamus, and I, I thought that match was awful booking, but at the same yeah. time, that really gave Daniel Bryan the rub from the fans because the fans really turned on it and went, "No, this guy's great. What are you doing?" And it was really a slow burn from there right through to Mania 29, where the tag belts and stuff, and he was quite, quite well over, and then right in the Mania 30. And well, SummerSlam that year of 2013 as well. He was hugely over, and it pushed all the way to Mania. And I really think that it was WrestleMania 28 that horrible booking of that match is what got him started. The Raw after I guess for- Mania, you know, that night or when Lesnar returned and stuff. Even when mm-hmm. Raw went off the air, the crowd were staying purely for Daniel Bryan, and Daniel Bryan had to come out and help Cena up and stuff. It was really really good. But yeah, I can see why people think Sheamus. But I've I'm maybe for some reason I'm a fan. <laughs> Again, again, from my my perspective, is I started I, I maybe stopped watching wrestling just before that for a few years, and then started getting back into the game around then. And then Sheamus was a character that was maybe really my first impression of what was going on at the time, and I was like, this, this, this is awful. But then obviously there was more better stuff going on. But yeah, yeah. Neil, anyone else we forgot to mention? Before I mention who I'm going to mention, uh, when Duke's saying there about Sheamus. I don't think Sheamus is that bad, but see that reign, I know you said not to go into specific title reigns, but that reign that Duke's talking about with the World Heavyweight title, I positively despised Sheamus' character in it because he's so much better as a heel, but yet there he was, this is pandering baby face, and it was the whole gimmick where he was feuding with Alberto Del Rio for like what felt like an eternity, and Sheamus was winning <laughs> yeah. every time. And he kept being really patronising and calling Alberto Del Rio Bertie. And it was like this really cheap, cheesy Irish humour that wasn't funny. I, it just, it grated with, it, it just grated me. And I agree with Jerk with, about that. But overall, I would like Seamus. Uh, for one of my worst world champions, I'm going to say Andre the Giant. Doesn't count. Well, it does count because he won. <laughs> Right. <laughs> so he he uh, won the WWF title off Hulk Hogan 
and then sold the belt to Ted DiBiase. So he had it for like 10 minutes or something like that. That's surely up there as the worst title reign ever. Worst title reign, but would you say he's a bad world champion? You know, someone at seven foot well, he only, three. He only won. He only won the world title once, and it lasted ten minutes. So he's obviously a, an awful world champion. He beat he beat Hulk Hogan to get it. Aye, but he, he there was like a a whole doesn't matter scandal with the referee. Doesn't say that ref, ref books. <laughs> oh no, Andre the Giant wins the wins the big one and then hands it to Ted DiBiase. I can see, I, I, I can I, see I, your I, point I to an extent, but I wouldn't have him on the list personally. Deeds, you're wanting to say something there? I was, I, I thought it was quite good because, like, I, I like that. Cause I was all about Ted back watching. I was like Ted DiBiase's character, but the money and all, I thought it was good the way he could just buy people off. I was, I was the whole point. It was more about Ted DiBiase than Andre the Giant. Do you know what I mean? If you're going to say that, you'd probably say Ted DiBiase is probably the worst champion more than Andre the Giant. <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I, I, I 100% get that, and I know the whole shtick with Ted DiBiase was really over with the money and all, but I just think it's like, it's Andre the Giant, and he's literally just giving the belt away. It's just a bit strange, to be honest. There's We talked about it with the Undertaker podcast. There's some stars, I think, don't need a belt, and I think that can be, that would be applied to Andre, and I do think it fits his character a bit, because he, he could just be one of those guys who went, you know what, if I want that, I'll just go in it again. You know, I'm seven foot three and whatever, but I understand what you're trying to say. I would, he wouldn't make my list uh, at all for worst world champions, but I, I get why he might be on other people's. So what I want to do now is do a little bit of a vote of who your number one worst world champion is, and we've already sort of got two from DZ and Spud, but I'll go back to you, DZ, first of all, just to confirm, who's your worst world champion? I would have to be the WCW champion, David Arquette. <laughs> Spud, to you? I mean, Arquette's going to win, but it's it's Russo. It's Russo for me as well. Johnny, look, who have you got? Miz. <laughs> I mean, I mean... <laughs> the Miz, no. Here, <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll change the Miz if you, if you pull it. I'll change the Miz right now. I mean, it's tempting to say the Miz. Um, I mean, Arquette has to be up there. Like, come on, the guy came from screen. He was Monica from Friends' husband for crying out loud. <laughs> Um, you know, he was in the ring. Arquette is up there, but I'm actually going for Kelly. I just think they just got Kelly so wrong. I just think how much, I just remember how much of a disappointment he was. So I'm going to go for Kelly. Okay, so we've one for Kelly, two for Russo, one for Arquette. Neil, who's your number one? I can't believe nobody has mentioned Ezekiel Jackson winning the ECW title. <laughs> Surely that must up there. Do you know what? I, I you would obviously think either Arquette or Russo, but to be honest, WCW at that stage had just gone to the dog, so oh, those reigns are yeah. totally ridiculous. So yeah. I am going to I am going to agree with Duke on this one oh, and say yeah. the great Kelly. Ooh, it's a, it's a not one of the non wrestlers. <laughs> You're no, wrestler. I know, I, I, I get the Arquette and Russo thing, I understand, and it's dreadful, but WCW wasn't being taken seriously then at all, but WWE has been being taken seriously for years, and they pushed Kali, a man that couldn't yeah, even yeah. walk they, to be world champion, yeah. you've got, fighting Batista and all, come on. You've got some valid points there, um, I still think Russo for, uh, is the number one, but... If we go with you and Johnny, you've got you've got two for Cali, we've got two for Vince Russo. 
the deciding vote will be made by Mr. Deeds, who will induct one of these two into the first as the <laughs> first ever entrant into the Potscast Hall of Lame. Who's it going to be, Deedsy? Do you want to know what? I had Arquette down, right? And I completely forgot about Vince Russo winning until Spud brought him up. But yes, I'm going to have to go with Vince Russo. I completely forgot that he made himself the champ. But yeah, definitely has to be Vince Russo. Definitely, 100%. So with the deciding vote, Vince Russo, as WCW champion, is the first entrant into the podcast Hall of Lame. And every now and again, we'll do a little podcast like this, and we'll add some entrance, whether it be to the Hall of Fame or the Hall of Lame. But Vince Russo, round of applause. Hall of Lame, just, just there's, there's straight off the tongue, it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't really think anybody should argue about Vince Russo, but I just think, from an actual wrestler's perspective, Ali is the worst, the worst wrestler, well. world champ. Yeah, but no, Vince Russo, no, that's all 100% right. Yeah, no, I understand where you're coming from, and I actually thought you made a compelling like, argument there for- as an actual worker being world champion. I, I, I would agree. If we'd done a worker world champion, I would I would 100% be with you for Cali, but just the overall yeah. worst world champions, I don't think you can go past Vince Russo, and I think a very close second is David Arquette. Uh, I'm, I'm actually lost for words even talking about those two clowns. Well, you haven't shown it this podcast. You kept interrupting, not shutting up. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> but um, on your toes. <laughs> but we will um, we'll wrap it up there, gentlemen. Um, Deeds, are you on social media? Are you on Twitter? Can any of our listeners reach out to Deeds? No. <laughs> <laughs> Deeds, can I try to keep on. I get, I get too much trouble on social media, so uh, if you want to reach me, contact yourself, pass in, pass on the kind messages. Okay, that works. Totally fine. <laughs> <laughs> I am. Um, I've just been employed as the receptionist for Mr. Deeds. But Johnny, look, are you on social media? Can anyone reach out to you? I am. Um, uh, oh, my handle on Twitter's I am Jiggy. Okay. So yeah, if they want to give me abuse, go for it. I'm sure, Spud will. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm a nice guy, man. <laughs> Spud, of course you're on Twitter. Um, give us your Twitter handle and give us some thoughts on our friends who play our theme music. So I am Spud one on Twitter. Give us abuse or ideas for podcasts. Spud on Instagram if you want to see all my stupid pictures. And thank you to the Fake Flirtations for the use of our theme song. It is called Closer. Check them out on Spotify, Instagram or Facebook. And last That's but- the only part of this that I practice. <laughs> And last but not least, Neil, where can we find you on social media? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at NeilerC. Okay, perfect. Gentlemen, thank you for coming on the podcast. Thank you for listening. It's been great fun as always. All the best. Thank you for listening to the podcast with me, your host, Darren. Please follow us on Instagram and Twitter at the podcast. Thanks for your time. Stay safe and tune in next time.